Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today we're talking with Clementine Hartson from Project Kindness who I've personally worked with in addressing inequality in our community. Today Clem shares with us the increase in demand being put on the charity as a result of domestic violence, food insecurity and homelessness as a result of COVID-19 and this economic crisis. You're listening to Coogee Voice. So we put together kindness care packs for these individuals, which we distribute on a weekly basis. These care packs can have anything from a sleeping bag to a pillow to a blanket, essential toiletries, a toothbrush and toothpaste, and even a hot cup of soup that they're able to make. So this has opened a new door for us because we've really realised the magnitude of people in our community who, who do need assistance with, you know, relocating their family, helping children, you know, get basic bits for school. And often this needs to be done, you know, within a couple of days. Often children find themselves being removed from their homes at very short notice and it can often be a very traumatic experience for them. So we put together settling packs which include baby toys, maybe some colouring in books, pens, little artworks that they're able to create and, and a soft teddy. And we hand these out to the children in the hope that it will distract them from the other big things that are going on around them. Clem, welcome to Coogee Voice. It's so lovely to have you here today. How are you going? Thank you. It's, it's a real honour to be here today. We're really busy, but on a real roll. So it's exciting times. All right. Well, look, let's get to it. Now, before we get on to the really important work of what Project Kindness is doing, let's talk about it. You're an Eastern Suburbs woman. What do you love most about living in the East? Yeah, so I've grown up here in the East. I think the number one thing is is the community. It is the most wonderful group of people and I mean we've got all the gorgeous beaches and, and cafes and things like that. So it's very much home and I consider myself really lucky. Oh, it is. We are incredibly lucky. And I think, you know, one of the things that has been really demonstrated to me, not only through COVID-19, but mm -hmm. during the drought and during the fires is how great our community is and how much we can all, and we all band together when things are going tough, particularly for other people. But that is such a good segue in. Let's start talking about Project Kindness. How did it start? Yeah, so Project Kindness has been up and running for about three years now. We're really quite small. However, I like to think that, you know, we're filled with kindness. So I think that goes a long way. So my background's actually in adult mental health. And I worked in the Bondi area in boarding houses with people living with severe mental health and disability challenges. And these homes are really quite dark and, and didn't have a lot, a lot to them. And so one day I put a call out on Facebook Marketplace and asked the community for help with artworks or photographs or whatever it might be that they have. And the response was just overwhelming. We got all of these incredible artworks and, and 
photographs and we got a we got a tradie in and he came in and put them all up on these walls in these big houses and the clients living there just said what a what a big change it it, it had and how much it helped with their mood and their you know day-to-day activities and things like that so that's where it started and then it's just kind of hit off from there well, we became connected through the need for devices for young people. And that had started because of COVID-19 and kids having to work remotely from school. Like this identified it really big gaps within our communities. What are the other sort of areas that you've been working in and trying to bring kindness to people's lives? Yeah. So with COVID-19, the other really big one has been the influx of domestic violence clients requiring assistance. So this has opened a new door for us because we've really realized the magnitude of people in our community who who do need assistance with, you know, relocating their family, helping children, you know, get basic bits for school. And often this needs to be done, you know, within a couple of days. So that's been a really big focus for us as well as groceries. I mean, people who have been stood down from work or even a, you know, a a loss of income have required support with, with just basic everyday groceries. And as we always say, no one goes hungry on our watch. So that's been a really big one for us. You've spoken about COVID-19 and the increased demand, you know, for people listening, hearing about, you know, the increase of domestic violence, as well as, you know, what are the side effects because of unemployment? Where else have you seen spikes or increases at this time? Or have you seen spikes and increases in other areas at this time? Definitely. The other big one has been people not being able to cover costs of rent. And we've seen an increase in the amount of people sleeping rough that we're assisting. Uh, So before COVID-19, we were doing a weekly drop-off to the homeless people with, you know, care packages and, and food bits and things like that. And the increase of individuals we've seen around these spots has also been big. So that's been another one we've really had to look out for, you know, making sure people sleeping rough are okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're seeing an increase in demand across these areas. Where mm. are you able to access, I guess, the goods that you need to be able to help these people? Yeah, so we're really lucky in the respect that our community has just been incredible in donating, especially groceries. That's been a big one. And we don't get any sort of funding. However, we do get a small amount of monetary donations and those donations go towards, you know, buying extra bits of groceries for people or just getting someone a meal for for the night so they don't go to bed without eating dinner. So a real a real mix, but the biggest one would be the assistance from the community. Talking about groceries, one of the things that we've been trying to work on together is getting into the community, what I like to call kindness cupboards. Can you tell us a little bit about what kindness cupboards are? What is the project that we've been working on? Because I think it's really exciting and it's a way to bring community together and also help solve these problems. But yeah, if you can tell us a little bit about what is a kindness cupboard and sort of where we're trying to get these rolled out across the community. 
Absolutely. So a kindness cupboard is, as it as it says, a cupboard which will be put around our community because a lot of people right on our doorstep are doing it really, really tough. So this will be in our local community. We're going to put really bright and wonderful cupboard there filled with food and It'll give the community an opportunity to, if they do require, to go up to it and take out what they need. And then an, also an opportunity for people who, who can to put grocery bits in that might help other members of the community. So it's going to be up and running soon and it's a really exciting project. Yeah, I like it. It's one of those things, you know, take what you need, leave what you can. And it's, exactly. a, you know, the whole aim of it as well is putting it in a very discreet place so that yeah. people who maybe suffer from food insecurity have never suffered from it before. We've got unemployment across our area and people have faced mm-hmm. unemployment and are accessing Centrelink, people who never thought they would have to do these things and have exactly. faced with financial hardship where they never would have thought it because of the, mm-hmm. I guess, breadth of this crisis. So I want to say thank you and thank you for approaching me to try and help with it. I think it's such a great idea. And this one will be located at Mary Immaculate Church in Waverley, but we are looking for other places across the eastern suburbs as well. So for any of the listeners, if you know somewhere where you would like to be able to have one located, what are the types of things that people would need to know about having a kindness cupboard? Yeah, so really, really quite basics. We will need someone to essentially be in charge of it. So to go, you know, a couple of days a week to just check that it's it's okay and that it's stocked, things like that. However, that'll be you'll you'll be assisted by us in that respect. So yeah, it uh, I think we're really aiming for a place where people do feel comfortable going up to it and taking out what they need. That's really important to us. So so if you are thinking of you know, putting one in a place in our community just to make sure that it is discreet and somewhere where people would feel comfortable. Thank you. Now, sort of project kindness is focused on sort of, I call them sort of three different causes or projects, project freedom, project settle and project care. Can you tell the listeners about these three different causes that project kindness is working on? Absolutely. So, our project freedom is support network for individuals who are at risk of homelessness or currently rough sleepers. So we put together kindness care packs for these individuals, which we distribute on a weekly basis. These care packs can have anything from a sleeping bag to a pillow, to a blanket, essential toiletries, a toothbrush and toothpaste, and even a hot cup of soup that they're able to make. So these are handed out weekly and we put these together whenever we get new new donations in. So we're always on the hunt for for donations that can assist with this project. Our project care is really focused around important public holidays. So things like Easter and Christmas, where it can often be quite lonely for people. And so we put together presents for kids and adults and we take them uh, a Christmas present or, you know, an Easter gift, whether it be chocolate eggs or whatever it might be. So it's really focused around those those you know public holidays and yeah making making everyone feel extra special at those times of the year, and 
our project Settle is for children who are placed in foster care. So often children find themselves being removed from their homes at very short notice and it can often be a very traumatic experience for them. So we put together settling packs which include baby toys, maybe some colouring in books, pens, little artworks that they're able to create and, and a soft teddy. And we hand these out to the children in the hope that it will distract them from the other big things that are going on around them. So we put all of that in a backpack and and send it off for them. So it's all about the kids and making sure that when when things are tough that there's people out there that really care about them and are thinking about them. That is so wonderful, Clem, and our community is incredibly lucky to have you and Project Kindness working across our community to make sure that people are looked after, our most vulnerable are looked after. Now, Clem, on any given day, there are distinctly different needs within our community. If people are trying to find out more about this and how they can support, where should they head for those daily updates? Yes, so our social media pages have updates coming through all the time. So we're on both Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Project Kindness AU. And then we've also got our website, so www.projectkindness.com.au. And we've got daily updates coming through on that as well. So our news, things that we might need in the community, all sorts of bits you can find on our website. Wonderful. Now, Clem, before we let you go, there's three questions we ask every single visitor onto Coogee Voice. The first one is, what is your favourite beach in the eastern suburbs? Coogee for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've always been a fan. Did nippers there growing up, so it's it's definitely one of the favourites. Wonderful. Where is the best place to get a coffee in the eastern suburbs? I'd have to say Gusto. Okay. Gusto girl, yeah. At Gusto's at Coogee or Gusto's at Bonner Junction? I mean, the coffee tastes the same at both, so either or. <laughs> okay. And finally, yeah. if you're going to have a binge day and buy yourself a burger, where would you get it from? Ogalo. <laughs> the best and the chips. Tips are incredible. Clem, I, I really like that old schoolness about that. That is the first time we've had Ogalo and I really respect that. Yeah. Um, if you like Ogalo though, I say you probably should try out Little L's as well. Coogee, yes. down at Coogee. Sandy makes a delicious Portuguese burger down there. Now, Clem, just for people one more time, if people are yep. looking to find out more about Project Kindness or how they can support the great work that they are doing, where should they head? Yep. So to our Facebook or Instagram pages, which can be found at, at Project Kindness AU or alternatively at our website, which is projectkindness.com.au. Thank you very much, Clem. And thank you for being with us on Coogee Voice. Thank you so much for having me. Having seen the amazing work that Clem is doing firsthand and knowing the increased demand being placed on the charity at the moment, aren't we lucky to have Clem and Project Kindness in our community? Now, if you'd like to learn more or support Project Kindness, head to projectkindness.com.au. My electorate office on Frenchman's Road is also a drop-off point for the charity. Thank you for listening to Coogee Voice.